0: From nine Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you, my friend? I'm cold, Jordan. Are you cold? (laughs) While it's snowing here in autumn in the city of Milwaukee, we're going to talk about summer concerts in the city of Milwaukee. Why are we talking about it now? Well, Piet, we're looking back at the data, and we had one of the biggest summers in the history of our city.
1: Yeah, in terms of box office, I'm guessing it was the biggest year for concerts that we've ever had in Milwaukee. In terms of quantity, we haven't had this number of major scale shows in the markets, probably for over a decade, uh, just looking at, you know, numbers to numbers in terms of uh, offerings. But uh, I recently did a story for the journal Sentinel that looked at Polestar, which is a concert trade publication. They did their big rankings for the summer and was pretty astounded by some of the findings they found, especially with Pfizer Forum. If Polestar does this list of the top grossing arenas in the world and Pfizer Forum in the world uh, for the summer, this is like late May to late August, was number 38 in the whole world. I mean, the
0: On the whole planet. On the whole planet, number whole 38, planet, number 38
1: <laughs> which is really impressive. I mean, the Bradley Center never really got into that kind of ballpark no ever. But then when you break it down to just the, the United States, it was number 20. Wow. It was higher than like United Center and some like arenas and like big, big markets, which is really amazing. They sold 341,771 tickets in that time span, approximately $24.6 million worth of tickets. And the data is also kind of what's provided to Polestar. It doesn't necessarily even mean count every single show. Correct. Which is really, again, this is not necessarily the full picture, but it's an amazing picture. Now, that's the Pfizer
0: Forum, but we also have talked a lot on our podcast this year about Alpine Valley, who also cracked the top 30 this year.
1: Yeah, Alpine celebrated its busiest season in 15 years, so busiest season of the decade. Uh, and just a couple years ago, people were thinking Alpine was going to be done. I was one of those people. Yes. So in 2017, Alpine did not have a single concert that year. Yep. People were flabbergasted, and, but not terribly shocked because the numbers of concerts in the box office have been dwindling. It seems like the writing was on the wall at that yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. But this year they had a really good year with like three nights with Fish and two nights with Dave Matthews Band, a sold out Jimmy Buffett concert that got a lot of uh, backlash because it was so crowded. Uh, Farm Aid, all sorts of stuff. And so they were number 29 in the world for the top amphitheaters this summer, number 26 in the country, sold 89,729 tickets, uh, grossing $5.8 million. It doesn't include everything. The Jimmy right. Buffett show wasn't even included in the data that I got from wow. uh, from Polestar. Wow. Yeah. Coming up next on the podcast,
0: we're going to talk about this FPC Live deal that's been struck with Summerfest and see how maybe you might be spending even more time on the Summerfest grounds in summer 2020. That's next. Stay tuned.
1: Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 889 pride.
0: My Lucifer is lonely. Standing there, killing time. Can't commit to anything but a crime. Leaders on vacation, an open invitation. That's Billie Eilish, one of the artists who sold out her amphitheater performance this summer at Summerfest. I'm Jordan Lee from 889 Radio Milwaukee, and of course with me as always is Piet Levy from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Piet, you wrote a very interesting article I read this morning on the bus about this FPC Live deal that's been struck. Of course, we know that the amphitheater is getting a huge facelift right now. Even though it's snowing in the city of Milwaukee, the cranes are working, and they're going to be doing a new and improved amphitheater on the Summerfest grounds. But FPC Live is going to be producing more concerts outside of the 11-day Summerfest.
1: Yeah, so here's some context. Uh, FPC Live is based in Madison. Uh, Frank Productions is kind of the parent company for this uh, promotion company. And uh, Frank Productions has been around for decades, been kind of one of the biggest independent concert promoters in the country uh, for a long time. But uh, like last year, they struck a deal with uh, Live Nation where Live Nation got kind of a controlling interest, basically, in FPC Live, uh, in Frank Productions, I'm sorry. And then, uh, but still, FPC Live, which is kind of the concert arm of that, uh, still operates independently. Right. So even though Live Nation has some money invested in this and uh, they can kind of... Get some profit that way, but at the same time, it really helps expand what uh, FPC was able to do in terms of bookings and things. And so we were talking the the on air about the the data this year. You know, one thing that Pollstar also had was uh, kind of the rankings of the top grossing promoters. Right. And FPC Live uh, was number twelve in the world. In the world for the summer. And number- put that in context. Madison based company.
0: Number 12 in the world.
1: Yes, but then if you break it down even further, it was number 6 in the U.S. Right. I mean, and they sold uh, just this summer, just late May to late August. It was about approximately 1.1 million concert tickets. Wow. Together, all that gross, $78.4 million. Now, we've talked about them before on this podcast because they're
0: operating venues in Madison. You've got, like, the Sylvie, yeah. the new and shiny, their new shiny baby boy down there. Mm-hmm. But they also have the historic Orpheum Theater yep. and uh, even the High Noon Saloon is yep. one of the yep. properties. And they do they, they
1: do shows at the Bree Stevens Field yep. in the summer in Madison. Um, you know, they do the, the Freak Fest. They kind of t- have yeah. taken over that yeah, yeah, as yeah, well yeah. In, in downtown Madison during Halloween. So, yeah, lots of – I mean – you know, it kind of reminds me and I think people who've been watching kind of like what the Pap Cedar group was doing here for a right. while in terms yeah. of just kind of just being in all sorts of different corners of the concert marketplace. A diversity
0: of sizes, everything from small rooms like high noon all the way up to stadiums. Yeah. Uh, so th- those numbers don't surprise me.
1: No, they don't. And at the same time, what we've seen this last year between them getting a, becoming a bigger company mm-hmm. and also with Pfizer Form, is we've yep. seen a lot more action. Uh, we've seen a lot of action, period, more yep. action in terms of the arena business. But a lot of those shows have been FPC live shows. And FPC is producing a lot of stuff here in
0: the city of Milwaukee. So right, as we're talking I mean. about, yes, the, the the how this affects you who live here in the city, um, this – Deal that kind of has been like brought together with the Summerfest grounds is an interesting play on both party sides.
1: Yeah, so FBC Live has been promoting a lot of concerts at Pfizer Forum, uh, but now Summerfest, um, you know, is building this like 50 million dollar amphitheater. Yes. Um, and they want to make sure that they get their money's worth, they want to make sure they have content there beyond the, the window of Summerfest, right,
0: Which is, you know, the traditional 11
1: days, and of course, there's the ethnic festivals that happen on the grounds around that, but they don't really hit the amphitheater, no, they typically don't. So what they did was they struck a deal that was announced uh, last month that where FPC Live is basically going to be the promoter for the amphitheater mm. and the promoter also for the BMO Harris Pavilion, which is like a 5,000-seat stage that's yep. on the grounds as well. Uh, they're basically in charge. Summerfest will continue to be in charge of the festival, but outside of Summerfest, FPC Live will be kind of the lead booking agent and promoter for those two
0: venues. Now we're talking a little inside baseball, so I think we should clarify to our listeners why this is actually a good thing for them on the other side of the ticket buying process here. Because ultimately, I guess the analogy is if you had your office in a small complex downtown and then you moved into a partner who had a bigger office, so now you're sharing resources. You're sharing communication, you're sharing access to things, and therefore when the biggest concert you can think of, let's talk about like a Rolling Stones tour is a mm. Live Nation production. But mm. you just go across the desk and you talk to your buddy yeah. and say, can you bring that show yeah. to my room?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that's a good analogy too. And and just to kind of clarify as well, so for the marketplace, I mean, um, again, FPC Live is independent, but Live Nation has a big stake in it. And a lot of yes. the Live Nation tours have basically been locally promoted as FPC Live tours. Right. So like they're live nation overall, but FPC Live is handling certain plays, mm-hmm. especially like at and Milwaukee. So what happens in the summer is Live Nation is just so powerful. They have, you know, they they run the Alpine Valley Music Theater. In Chicago they run Huntington Bank Pavilion. Yep. They run the Tinley Park venue yep. as well. They really kind of control the outdoor markets. Um, and Summerfest was kind of going to, you know, with this brand new $50 million venue was going to be going against a bigger juggernaut in yes. terms of those bookings. Right. Um, by doing this deal with FPC Live, they're basically going to be able to have like a stake in the game. So when Live Nation has tons of these summer tours coming through, instead of strictly skipping over the right. venue that they have no right. stake in, right. they uh, now the Milwaukee venues will really have a stake in more of those shows. So you'll see like there's going to be so many summer tours. There always are, and it keeps seems like it keeps growing. And a lot of them skip over Milwaukee and just do Chicago or might do Alpine. I think we're going to see a lot more of those shows hitting the Milwaukee market that would have just stayed in Chicago at the Live Nation venues there.
0: And going back to my analogy about kind of sharing an office space, if you will, a lot of those of you in Milwaukee who say, like, why don't these shows come to Milwaukee? Honestly, a lot of times that was it. It just wasn't in the room together. Now these conversations are happening in a direct way that is going to positively make these numbers. We talked about Pfizer coming in at 20th, Alpine coming in at 26th in the U.S. I mean, we might see the new and improved amphitheater make its way onto the list, and we might see... Milwaukee as a market move its way up the list in 2020 with all this action happening.
1: Yeah, I think that's definitely a strong possibility. You got to keep in mind too that Summerfest, you know, is obviously a big institution. Yes, the last couple of years their attendance have been down as well. Um, so you know, and obviously with this new amphitheater, they're kind of making a big play that this will help kind of boost attendance and mm-hmm. help turn around some of that attendance. But you know, you don't want to just be playing only for those 11 days, yes. and I think by having the venue kind of really kind of fully functioning outside of the the Summerfest window, it'll just be kind of further promotion and reinforcement for what Summerfest is doing. Imagine if they're having, like, these big shows coming through in June and in May, and they can do kind of a lot of big Summerfest kind of promotions there yep. or kind of tie-in promotions with, with the festival. Or they use the festival to also kind of promote these shows coming in July and right. August and think of all the sales they can make from those shows too. Yes. So it makes a lot of sense from a revenue perspective, you know, to really, again – maximize this investment and to kind of maximize the the marketing of the Summerfest brand by doing this partnership. And it makes sense as a, it's a, you know, being an in-state partner that has so much power and clout. It's it's a it's kind of a perfect deal. It's a smart deal. And it's smart for the culture of our
0: city. Our city is an outdoor music festival city. That's what we're known for. And you think about when it comes to tourism, when it comes to those who live here, when it comes to those who are thinking about whether they're going to continue to live here, to have more outdoor music going on in the city of Milwaukee, it's going to be a boon for the city for
1: sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. So it'll be really interesting to see what next summer takes shape. They've already announced um, a David Gray show at the BMO Harris Pavilion. That's an FPC live show. Um, You know, I, I know that Don Smiley, when I interviewed him last year, you they could get maybe as many as eight shows there outside yeah. of Summerfest. I mean, we'll have to see if that really kind of happens. You know, I think this is the, the best thing that they could have done mm-hmm. is to make this partnership with FPC Live in order to try and get as much activity as they can. I think if they didn't do that, I think they would struggle. I remember when the BMO Harris Pavilion opened that first summer, they were just kind of on their own trying to do some right. deals. And it was like a really rough summer for them. Then they ended up kind of working with the Pab Cedar Group. Things kind of bounced a little bit um and perhaps your group obviously has cloud but it's just not on the same level as FPC live so this, this is a smart deal to try to make to deliver on that promise of making the most of this venue and, and bringing the most action to the city and making the most money that they can.
0: And Piet, you've got some upcoming uh, behind-the-scenes looks of what's going on with the amphitheater, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, today, Thursday, I'm uh, heading over there with our drone crew uh, to go check out, do a little tour of cool. the amphitheater. Yeah, I'm really pumped about it. See how it's taking shape and, and see if I can get some other good kind of intel on what's going on there. But uh, if you go to jsonline.com, you'll be able to see – some brand new kind of up-to-date photos and video and and the story on what's happening with that big project right on and don't forget you can subscribe to this podcast at jsonline.com at
0: radio or anywhere you listen to podcasts this is tapped in we're produced by kenny perez our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the license lab with support from you our members this is jordan signing off for tapped in piet i'll see you next time see you next time